Being stuck in traffic is about to get way more expensive, way more. New York City is moving forward with congestion pricing. You're looking at this and this is good traffic. This is good traffic because we're going forward. Manhattan's new toll zone covers all of the routes into the central business district. The final price of the fee isn't set yet, but the city is working with it a range. When you quantify the cost of the congestion in our city, $20 billion a year. And it's a shame because it is really an assault on small business owners. It's an assault on those that are traveling into the city to work. Congestion pricing, you think it's going to be good or bad for New York? Definitely bad for New York. I really? wouldn't be surprised if somebody rips down those monitors. Really, you think so? Yeah, most definitely. So what in the world is congestion pricing and why are some people really upset about it and why are some people really excited about it? Well, you see all this obnoxious traffic? Congestion pricing is gonna be a toll on folks who wanna drive their car in this part of town. And this is gonna radically change how New York City operates. The area of town where the toll is gonna to be assessed is called the congestion zone. And it starts at 60th Street and goes all the way down until Manhattan stops and you hit the water. That's a large part of Manhattan and it includes all the popular and most interesting areas of town. Madison Square Garden, that's in the congestion zone. Now the logic behind congestion pricing is fairly simple since everybody wants to drive in this part of town and not everybody can fit. If you charge a toll to do it, there will be less people who decide to drive here. Question for you, congestion pricing, yay or nay? No? Okay, all right. Now at this point, the city hasn't told us what the congestion prices will be. However, they've done environmental assessments entertaining prices between $9 and $23 per trip. And before we get into whether or not this is fair, it's important to know that the tolls will not be active all the time. And this would be weekdays only, and the toll would only be assessed once per vehicle per day. Which means Ubers and rideshares that enter the zone and leave the zone would only get hit once, not every single time they come in. Do you think that even if the city raises a lot of money from this at first, they're gonna be good stewards of that money or maybe they're gonna waste it. <laughs> Are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So why would anybody want to do this? Well, the first and most obvious reason is because the roads are packed with cars and time spent commuting is time taken away from worker productivity. Proponents of congestion pricing schemes say that gridlock hurts the local economy. And by charging a fee to access popular parts of Manhattan, the hope is that folks will decide to take other forms of transportation, like buses and subways. Also, what's interesting is even though work from home has totally changed Midtown, where we are right now, and is keeping people out of their offices, it hasn't kept cars off the streets traffic is just as bad now as it was prior to 2020. And since the city can't build more roads, it makes sense to charge money to drive on the roads that we have. That's right, this is a huge business opportunity. Now the city's MTA who operates the subways and the buses, they're the ones who will receive the fees from the congestion pricing. The hope is that they'll be able to improve subway and bus service. Which, in case you didn't know, needs a lot of improvement. And the hope is that if subway and bus service are improved, those transportation options will be more attractive. Right now, people drive because they don't like the subway. It's kind of gross down here. It's not necessarily the safest part of the city, and the trains are unreliable. There's delays, wait times are long, service is inconsistent. And look at this, some part of it is always shut down and being fixed at some point. It's never functioning anywhere even close 
to 100% capacity. Also, less cars on the road means less air pollution. The air will be cleaner because there will be less tailpipe emissions. And idling engines will make less noise. Less cars, better trains, better buses, cleaner air. These promises sound incredible, but are they promises that congestion pricing is actually gonna make happen? Or will there be horrendous unintended consequences? That's what some people think. is really an assault on uh, small business owners. It's an assault on uh, those that are traveling into the city to work and, and even traveling into the city uh, to enjoy themselves. Well, you heard it right there. Critics of congestion pricing say that this is an assault on people who work and need a vehicle to do it. New York is a massive city and not everybody lives near a subway that will take them to where they need to get to. That's why you have so many personal vehicles on the road. And you see trucks like this, like that, and that every single one of these trucks is a commercial vehicle. And those trucks are on this street because there are little businesses here that need what's inside the trucks. An unintended consequence of congestion pricing could be that everything you buy in New York gets more expensive. If every single one of these trucks has to pay a toll in order to get here and deliver their things. It's gonna cost more money. We're gonna see Main Street shuttered. People that uh, from Long Island who say send, you know, five or 10 trucks into the city a day. I mean, the amount of money that it's gonna cost them extra per week is astronomical. That makes a lot of sense. If you've got 10 of these and the fee is $23 a day, that's $1,000 a week extra, 52 weeks a year, that's 52,000 a year right there. If it's gonna cost your business an extra $52,000 a year to do business as usual, you're not gonna do business as usual anymore. You're gonna make some changes and they're probably gonna result in you scaling down your operations because that saves money. Big companies like Google won't be affected, but little hole in the wall shops like this place, if they have to raise their prices, that could put them out of business. And if you think restaurants in New York are expensive now, just wait until all the food inside costs more money. Rent's so high in the congestion zone that it makes sense that a lot of these businesses operate outside of the congestion zone and just come in here to do work and jobs when they get them. Look at this work truck right here. They've got Jersey plates. They would 100% be getting hit by the congestion fees. And even basic stuff like water. Most of you probably don't know this, but a lot of commercial spaces need their water bust in because the pipes inside these office buildings, they're not providing water that is safe for you and I to drink. It's not like a residential building. And look at that. Lo and behold, this water came from New Jersey. So for people who own business, um, you know, you, you budget and they have no way to budget because they don't know what the, the future is. And, and It seems like uncertainty here is the real issue. If you don't know what's coming, all you can do is suddenly react to it when it is afflicted upon you. And raise the prices of your bagel sandwiches. And what if you live outside the city, but you have to drive into an office a few times a week? Well, not everyone in New York is a millionaire. And sadly, there are some folks that have to choose whether or not they keep the same job they had before. But proponents of congestion pricing say that the benefits of the system will outweigh any potential negatives. And that's why New York is moving forward with its first in the nation congestion pricing scheme. But what if I told you that there was another city very similar to New York who has already tried congestion pricing and gotten some very interesting results? at 
this, and this is good traffic. This is good traffic because we're going forward. Moving forward is what the city of London promised it would do in 2003. Okay, this video was filmed in London, and believe it or not, London has massive traffic problems, and in 2003, they instituted their own congestion pricing scheme. In London, drivers are assessed a $20 fee to drive into their congestion zone. But things haven't improved. London is still number one in horrible traffic, and the cost of congestion per driver, $1,200, and people only go 14 miles an hour. That's slower than an e-bike. In the actual congestion zone, which was supposed to be cleared out once the tolls kicked in, which essentially means that what you see happening right now is gonna be happening even after this system is put into play. This street goes into the zone, and you can see there's almost no one driving on there at all. But then come out here to the ring road around the congestion zone, and you can see it's pretty jammed up. So it looks like even if congestion is reduced in the congestion zone, those same traffic patterns re-manifest themselves in other parts of the city that didn't have any problems before the scheme was implemented. And it's estimated that in New York, instead of congestion happening here in Midtown, it would happen uptown in the Bronx or in areas of downtown Brooklyn by the Brooklyn Bridge, which are entry points into Manhattan. Now, those in favor of New York City congestion pricing rightly point out that the geography here in New York is different than in London. And there's no guarantee that New York City traffic will be worse off after this is implemented. But what if I told you that New York City already kind of has had a congestion pricing scheme in place for many years and it hasn't solved our traffic problems? Lincoln Tunnel and there's a toll during peak hours if you want to drive through it. This is one of the many entry points to New York's new upcoming congestion zone. You're looking at 1275 off peak, 1475 peak. And if that sounds a lot like a congestion pricing scheme, that's kind of because it is. Larger vehicles actually pay more like trucks that deliver food. These tolls also aren't going away when the new congestion pricing kicks in. Which means the new tolls are going to be on top of the old tolls. Also, look at this Uber receipt from a couple months ago. I pay a congestion fee just for being in an Uber in a certain part of Manhattan. And critics say that since the city already has so many things that are close to congestion pricing, that it doesn't make sense to assume that full-on congestion pricing is going to change all that much when the current things haven't changed it all that much. Now, once congestion pricing kicks in and clears the streets, all of this extra space needs to be used for something. Proponents of congestion pricing want to use the extra space to create expanded bike lanes and expanded bus lanes. But expanded bus lanes, it's on the MTA to build those, and they're not really happening. Here we are on 10th Avenue, and there's no bus lane over here. MTA officials have gone on record as stating that they are not ready for the congestion pricing to kick in. There is also no bike lane here either, so even cyclists won't have any extra rights. Look, they've got to just ride down the street take their chances. Not that the bike lanes are any safer, but I think we can all agree that expanded bus service, that would be an immediate win for public transportation. The buses are awful right now. They're very unreliable. But that's something that could immediately be done to help people move around the city in the absence of personal vehicles. But all those personal vehicles, they pay the tolls. Bikelists, buses, they don't. And the system won't generate as much revenue if the amount of cars on the street decreases.
Now the hope of all of this is that the MTA can generate some revenue to improve the subway and the bus and make those more competitive. And the program that they devised has to guarantee at least a billion dollars of revenue every year. That's mandated by the government. So the MTA needs to earn an extra billion dollars, but Fare evasion costs the city $690 million, which is 69% of what they're supposed to earn from the new congestion pricing at a minimum. And that's got a lot of people asking, why don't we just increase security at the subway so that people don't evade the fare? This is a brand new subway terminal and I've already seen people hop. Now look, I ride the subway, I love the subway. You have to use it, you have to love it if you live in New York, but 400,000 people don't pay for it every single day. And that's just fare evasion on the subway, not also the bus. And that's got people asking, is it really fair for a small business that needs trucks to operate, to pay extra money just to keep doing what they're doing, providing for their families, while other people are hopping the subway, taking money away from the MTA? Is that fair? Or are you just subsidizing subway ridership at the cost of vehicular traffic? I think that's probably the point. But there's another problem nobody wants to talk about, and it's a biggie. So we know that congestion pricing will likely reduce traffic in the congestion zone, but that traffic will be redistributed to other areas of town. And along with that redistribution, you're gonna have the smog, you're gonna have the pollution, and that's something, it's a problem. In fact, the MTA's own modeling suggests that communities outside of lower Manhattan, like the Bronx, are gonna be hit by this. I think it's kinda sad that the people who live furthest from the congestion zone that would need to drive their car into it and are the least likely to be able to afford the new congestion prices are the ones who not only have to pay those prices, but then have extra traffic and pollution in their neighborhoods. All the while, those residents who live in exclusive, well-to-do parts of the city benefit. Neighborhoods like this one will be cleaner and quieter at the expense of other neighborhoods. Now, this is something that the local government is aware of, and they are going to spend some money to mitigate the negative effects. And according to the New York Times, we're talking $200 million, some of which will be used for air filtration systems systems in schools. Some of the money's also gonna go towards a $25 million asthma treatment program in the Bronx. What do you think about New York City congestion pricing? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Let me know in the comments. I'll see you in the next video.